right, you fucks. I am sick of hearing about the new forum, the new and improved forum. You know, D goes on about it so much, I don't wonder if the Jew is profiting off of it somehow. Well, at the end of last show, when you fucks started getting all touchy-feely and talking about the rebirth of the forum and looking for an analogy to describe it, Jesus Christ, I've got a fucking analogy for you. Do you know what an Alaskan pipeline is? That's when you take a shit, you might have straightened out a little bit, freeze it, bang some chick in the ass with it, and then shove it all the way up in there. Then she takes a shit. There you go. That's your forum. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm on your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. So, Wacker, uh, I expect that you're rather uh, busy. I'm glad you took some time out of this uh, of your week here to, uh, to do a show here, Sick and Wrong. Aren't you preparing for your Europe trip? I'm getting my shots and drinking some iodine and trying to find a way to vaccinate myself against E. coli. Oh, you should definitely do that. Don't don't eat the sprouts over there. Right. No Who alfalfa sprouts? sprouts. It's not alfalfa too. sprouts. I actually do like bean alfalfa sprouts. sprouts. Right? It's bean sprouts, bean which sprouts. are horrible. And what what do they even do with the bean sprouts? I, mean, who, I don't know. Like, how do you eat bean sprouts? If you're going to Asia, you could maybe see some bean sprouts being in soup. But, I mean, is there going to be a bean sprout in my German sausage? Watch out for the bad disease. That's what you got to watch out for. You see a fat Uh, bird frothing at the mouth? Don't have sex with her. Okay. You'll catch something. I get it. So when, when are you officially taking off for Europe? On next Wednesday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to the bar and there not being any ex-Vietnam people there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'll get some like, um, you know. Somebody be like, when I was in the Falklands, mate. <laughs> yeah, you'll Were get you some... in the Falklands? <laughs> you're like, no. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> so you'll get the World War II vet that's just really old. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello. I'm Winston Churchill. <laughs> I remember back in '04. Um, but no, I. You know, is, is this your first time over there in uh, in uh, Europe? It's my first time leaving yes. the continent. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been to Pacific Islands. <laughs> wow. So this is your first time leaving. I guess. Uh, yeah, leaving uh, the United States. Wow. So, are you nervous about heading over there and? Uh, you should be nervous about meeting the podcast fans in London. That I'm nervous about. I'm not nervous about going to Europe. I'm nervous about being on this plane ride for a long time. I'm thinking about paying for the upgrade, you know, the extra inch of room, leg room that you pay, you know, like $500 for or something. You know, I wouldn't even, I would forgo that and I would pay for the double dosage of Ambien. That stuff yeah. works, dude. Just get some Ambien, drink a Jack and Coke and you'll be, you'll wake up and you'll be in England and you'll still have a buzz. I don't, uh, is Ambien, do you need a prescription? I think so. But you can get it from, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure you have, 
You know, it's, it's usually someone's wife that's like, oh, I have sleeping problems. Right. Almost They're everybody's little, wives. Mother's little helper. Yeah, every, everybody's. I bet you uh, we, have, we have a mutual friend who I guarantee has a prescription for Ambien. Or some other I sleep aid. know who aid. you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I would definitely uh, move. You know, actually, on, on my flight, that uh, when we went to Berlin, uh, we ended up staying up all night. So I ended up sleeping for most of that flight. Anyway, but yeah, I think uh, a sleeping aid, that's the best way to fly. That's when you have something like that. So wh- where are you going exactly? I'm going to London, the neighborhood of Bloomsbury, which sounds very... I don't know, like a co- cart. Like what's that cartoon? That comic strip that's now Doonesbury, or Bloom County. Oh, Bloom it's County. combination of those. And uh, then I'm going to Amsterdam <laughs> mm. uh, on from Sunday to Thursday, maybe. Then I'm flying down da- or taking the train down into the the homeland of. Z Germans. You're going to the Germans. But are you going to like Berlin or are you just going no, to No, like I'm a, not going to any cool Oscar. places like you went to. I'm going to some place in the middle of like in between Dresden and Frankfurt. The heart uh or I'm meeting some friends. Yeah, I'm hoping there's woodland creatures and, and elves and gnomes and forest trolls and all that, you know, witches that live in the forest. Dude, some of those cities are so remote that some people still think it's World War II. You might actually run into some, like, uh, you know, an actual SS troop that's still wearing full garb. I might, I might get into contact. You might, actually. You, ne- you never know what might happen. Well, why I, we- I, heard, I heard on NPR this week that that's what real soldiers call it when they're uh, shooting at uh, the other opposing soldiers. It's not, com- it's not combat in contact with the enemy. Yeah, Nambla so actually uses that. that term as well. <laughs> so, Wacker, um, I don't mean to disappoint you, but uh, you do know that in Amsterdam, they have some new drug laws that are... I don't know if they're in, a, in effect right now, but uh, they'll, they'll definitely be in effect by the end of the year. The tourists are not allowed to go to the uh, marijuana shops, the coffee shops. What? <laughs> this is an outrage! <laughs> are you I don't change smoke your weed plans? Any- well, I don't smoke weed anyway, so well, this if wasn't. If you go a... to Amsterdam, you wouldn't smoke weed. No, I actually probably won't. You gotta be kidding me! If you, I okay, don't if you're enjoy. There for one night, I don't enjoy marijuana. How? I mean, what I could more see, do you want? I could see you just okay. You you wouldn't just do it just for the novelty, just to try it. Eat a little bit of a space cake somewhere. No, I mean I've I've done it before. I've eaten space cakes and pop brownies and hash food and smoked lots of weed in my day, and I at this point just do not enjoy it. I I'm not above trolling the area and looking for horny young Kai coeds. I could, you know what I I don't know. I mean I, I'm just making a prediction here. I'm no psychic, but I see you going over there, and we're going to be reading in the news, maybe on I don't know CNN.com or something that. Uh, a, uh, a drug crazed American tourist ends up like just doing a little bit of drugs, just smoking a little bit of weed, and then just like having sex with a bunch of hookers. And then you're going to end up just floating in that one of those dirty canals butt naked on an inner tube. Mm. And it's just going to come some, out and be with, like, a, with a giant bag of Dutch Cheetos, whatever the equivalent is. You, you'll see. You'll see what happens. Now, you know, I can understand why they're, why they would want to curb. The drug tourism in that in the, in the, in that city, and I think that's that's the thing. It's like that city has just kind of uh, created this reputation for itself, where it's just everybody goes there just to to like do drugs. 
Yeah. And get prostitutes. And, and, and the government, I don't know if people have realized this, because everybody I tell is amazed about this story, but they don't realize that the government of the Netherlands has been getting more and more conservative over the past five or ten years, you know? Well, as, a, th- as blowback against a lot of Muslim in- immigration, I've been told. Yeah, there's a far-right party that's currently uh, leading the Netherlands right now. An anti-immigrant right. politician named Geert Wilders. And I guess, yeah, they're trying to curb drug tourism and a nationwide program to promote health and fight crime. So now <laughs> there's no longer going to be an open-door policy of the coffee shops. Like before, like I just remember when I first went to Amsterdam, this is back in like 2001, 2000, I think. Yeah. Pre-9-11. When we first got there, it was just kind of like, we didn't even go to the hotel. We were just like, we got to go see, find one of these coffee shops. I mean, you had read about it for so many years. And yeah, it's like as soon as we walked in there, it's like, we'll take that, 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 and those purple mushrooms and those blue things that look like mushrooms. I don't even know what that is, but I'll take that too. And then within like half an hour, I mean, I think uh, Pat ended up puking in the street. And then we all had to go back to the hotel room and hold each other and cry until I wear it <laughs> off. And I, I think that's what happens with a lot of uh, you know tourists. They go over there. It's just like you're, it's overindulgence. I mean, you're a kid in a yeah. candy store. And so I, I can understand why they would do this, but I think it's going to hurt the country in the end. <laughs> really? I think, uh, I think a lot of people are going to be like, you know what? I'm going to bypass Amsterdam because it's lame now. Man, you used to be cool. <laughs> but, well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking though, but when I'm there, it might be like right before they crack down. It is. It might actually. be just a it might be a mega blowout. Like people just might be like super high. Well, that's what I'm saying is while you're there, I know you have your your own moral quandaries with marijuana. It's not but... mo- it's not moral <laughs> at all. I know you I have just your don't own enjoy physical it. limitations. I think, I think it's a lame high. I just think that it's by the end of the year, tourists aren't going to be able to smoke uh, pot in any of these coffee shops. You might as well take advantage while you still can. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it's just me. However, I'll be taking advantage of the rich and deep history and beautiful architecture and museums and uh, you know culinary delights and beer. (laughs) I can't. That's what I'll be taking advantage right now because I have to go to the Van Gogh Museum. And then My it's, delicate and then constitution kind of... does not agree with the pot. <laughs> I don't smoke the grass because I have to go to Anne Frank's house today and I'm going to spend a good four hours of my afternoon. This is Lance Wackerly's itinerary. Well, <laughs> Wackerly, you know, never I'll be bicycling around on a bicycle tour. <laughs> never Velocipede, <fear>. sir. <laughs> never fear that uh, you won't be able to buy drugs in Amsterdam because soon you'll be able to buy drugs anywhere in the world that has an internet connection. Oh. You heard it? I'm talking to the, about the website Silk Road. Have you heard about Silk this? Silk Road. No. It's an underground website where you can buy any drug imaginable. And underground I use loosely because once we're talking about it, it's not really underground anymore. Right. It's underground in that you have to log on to it to see it. Oh, <laughs> and anybody can see it. Oh, okay, fine. But, you know, I was reading about this, and I think I was making the rounds on the internet. It's a, it's kind of like a digital black market that kind of re- resembles something, it's, it's, it's like from like, a, you know, like a cyberpunk novel. It's like, you, you know, it's, it makes buying and selling illegal drugs kind of like buying electronics on Amazon.com. Hmm. Interesting. So I was reading about it on Gawker and uh, a couple different websites. The place is called Silk Road, and they tell the story here, which I find kind of, I find kind of funny. It's a... Uh, 
about this kid, uh, this guy named Mark, a software developer and member of Silk Road. You do have to like, it's kind of almost like a forum in a sense. You have to like create a closed like, forum, a closed forum. Like you have to become a member and you're rated. There's feedback. Um, this guy went on there sort of like uh, eBay. He ordered 100 micrograms of acid through a listing on the marketplace Silk Road. He found Is the that seller, a lot of acid or not? It's a decent a micro- amount. Microgram is very... I mean, how many doses of acid is that? I think it must be 100. Isn't it just like oh, a microgram? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Dose? I don't know. <laughs> I, I usually I look like Timothy Leary? <laughs> but he found a seller with lots of good feedback who seemed to know what he was talking about. He added the acid to his digital shopping cart, hit checkout, entered his address, paid the seller 50 bitcoins, which is an untraceable digital currency, worth (laughs) around $150. Four days later, the drugs sent from Canada arrived on his doorstep via USPS. This is the guy who's writing the article about this thing? No, the uh, reporter interviewed this guy who actually did purchase drugs from Silk Road. It was was totally the reporter. It probably. I interviewed a guy who got a bunch of drugs and got really high. It was some dude that I know. But it sounds unbelievable to me. It's it's almost like such a wish come true. I mean, I know it there's like a certain romanticism to drugs like okay, I can go to a coffee shop in Amsterdam, purchase some marijuana and smoke in this coffee shop and pretend I'm European. But the reality is, you usually have to go to some asshole's trailer park and watch him play video games. And make small talk with your pot dealer until eventually, eventually, after 45 minutes of wasting time, he sells you that eighth of shitty dirt weed. And at that point, you really need it because you're so stressed out from the fucking bullshit. Or the the best is when you, like, pay $20 for some flour from some guy, some shady Mexican on the street (laughs) who claims it's cocaine. You know, it's just kind of a... And so now it's like you can actually go, log on to an online marketplace and buy drugs from... uh, from some anonymous person. My favorite scenario in the old, the olden days of drug buying when you couldn't use the internet uh, is when you go to buy pot or maybe even something a step up or mushrooms or something from your drug dealer and you're over at his place, but he's got like the next level drug dealer at his place, you know, like the, the you're just buying junior varsity drugs and he has the varsity drug dealer there who's like, selling heroin and shit and you're just like oh i this is very uncomfortable because i'm not in that i'm not at that level yet i don't want to be around that person because then at that point you're like wow i hope no one's like scoping out this house i mean this is right really i I remember i had a drug dealer in uh, chicago who's who's like house was like about a block away from a police station and he claimed Uh that that was the safest place to deal drugs because you're right under their nose and it just made mm-hmm. me so nervous to go over there and buy drugs from this guy. Because I'm like, okay, th- there's a cop shop a block away. I mean, they can see us right here. And he's like, they'll never know. <laughs> I think that guy eventually got arrested. But, yeah, I mean, sure. would, would you use a service like this? To buy drugs? Uh, I would not trust it. I bet you, th- I mean, there's a probably 17 FBI agents trolling through that forum right now. Well, that's what kind of... Uh, DEA, whatever. Well that's, well, that's what lends me to uh, to doubt the credibility of an existence of a site like this, and that's why I kind of think it might be a hoax. But, you know, th- this reporter here is, was, was discussing, so, yeah, they, they mentioned that this guy ordered micrograms of uh, acid, but, uh, you know, there's a small, that's a small selection of just, uh, of some of the items, that are va- other items that are available for purchase here. Um, there's a gram of Afghani hash, 
an eighth of an ounce of sour 13 weed, 14 grams of ecstasy, one gram of tar heroin. <laughs> the I big mean, boy. It blows my mind that you... I mean, you can't find, like, weapons-grade plutonium for, for sale here on Silk Road uh, because they, they claim that they, they ban the sale of anything whose purpose is to harm or defraud. So no stolen credit cards, weapons of mass destruction, anything like that. But, I mean, you can buy illicit drugs. Mm. <clears throat> for, for a short period of time before they're shut down. <laughs> well, it's only of been course. in existence since February. And I guess the yeah. URL... Is um, you can't just like put the URL in your in your browser and just automatically go there. Uh, it's only accessible through the anonymizing network Tor, which you actually mm. have to install Tor on your machine, so it completely anonymizes your IP address, and then you can get onto Silk Road. I feel like I'm my parents, <laughs> and I'm trying, <laughs> and you're trying to explain to me how the internet works. I didn't understand any <laughs> of that. Like, do I tap it into? The Google? <laughs> well, you've never used Tor, like a IP concealer? No. No, I don't really believe they work that well. I mean, if somebody really wanted to find you, they could. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. I it, doesn't ma- it doesn't magically... If it magically really made you anonymous, the files would not get to you, right? That you're downloading. Or the, the connection that you're... You know, well, even the page you're trying to see. So somehow, somebody knows who you are. Whether it's the people who run Tor... Or the people who run the website you're going to, I mean, it it might to to an outside observer you might be anonymized, but there still are second and third parties who know your identity. Well, I think some people want to be able to conceal, you know, the websites that they they frequent. So I mm-hmm. mean, to 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 avoid receiving like targeted advertising stuff like that, spam, targeted advertising, or you know, your parents are coming to visit, and they might open up your browser, <laughs> so, so you they, fucking they delete history, everything, just like delete history, delete all Red the bookmarks. Book. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, you live Red with your book, girlfriend. Redbook <laughs> Red is you know a women's a women's magazine Oops. that your mom might read. I'm oh, a- Redbook. <laughs> No, 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 Mom, that's red tube, and do not click on it. <laughs> so it says here that sellers feel comfortable trading hardcore drugs because the real identities of those involved in Silk Road transactions are completely obscured. I guess if the, thor- if the authorities wanted to ID Silk Road's users with forensics, they'd have nowhere to look because Tor masks a user's tracks on the site. The site urges sellers to disguise their shipments and vacuum seal any drugs that could be detected through smell. And as for transactions, they don't use credit cards or PayPal. They only use Bitcoins. Have you even heard of Bitcoins? Yes, I have heard of Bitcoins. And I, and I, <laughs> when the inevitable stories start coming out of people who lost all their money by buying a bunch of Bitcoins and then Bitcoins totally screwed them and either went out of business or just deleted their account, I will have no sympathy <clears throat> for those people. Well, what exactly? I mean, it says here that Bitcoins are a cryptocurrency. It's like a brown paper bag of cash. It's a peer-to-peer currency, not issued by banks or governments. But yet, <laughs> it's worth, like, uh, one Bitcoin is worth $8.67. Like, who determines well, that? Well, the market determines that. But, I mean, they say like not, control, not controlled by governments <clears throat> or banks. It also, I mean, the opposite of that is, or the other side of the coin... <laughs> is that they're not regulated by the government. But I mean, so they who, can totally they can totally take your money and I don't think you have shit to say about it, you know? 
Well, I just bought a bunch of Bitcoins and now you went out of business. Yeah, well, I hope you enjoyed them while we were in business. Now we're out of business and we took your money. Sorry. Or fuck you. And I'm, I'm not sorry. Well, what, well, wasn't there like a, a, there used to be an online currency called um, Beans or something? <laughs> oh, yeah. There was Beans with a Z on the with end. With a Z. Which well, what happened to how you know How you know it's legit because they misspell their, you know, their name. I, I don't know. Flues. Remember Flues? Whoopi Goldberg was, used to shill for Flues. I think she had a Super Bowl ad. Well, I mean, is PayPal a derivative of that, though? I worry about it. <laughs> I mean, how, you don't I'm think making, it's real I'm making, money? Yeah, I'm making fun of people who fucking buy bitcoins and beans because they. I don't know why you would want to do that. Uh, but you know, PayPal could take all my money, and uh, uh, I mean, our money, D. <laughs> Well, and it, uh, I don't know, I, is that legitimate? I mean, it's basically a website that says I have a bunch of money with them. Well, the way it works here on Silk Road is to purchase something, you need to first buy Bitcoins using a service like, a service like Mt. Gox Bitcoin Exchange. Create an account on Silk Road, deposit <laughs> Bitcoins in the account, and then you can start buying drugs. This, so, is, this is great because people, I, you know, this is all in the service of making things... Uh, untraceable right that's what they're trying to do which is when you ha when you're making a drug deal the first thing you want to do is get like seven parties involved in it that's how you stay <laughs> secure and you know beneath the law get like you know eight people in your drug deal like imagine this happening in real life it was if it wasn't on the internet right? it's almost like you're writing like, a check to your drug dealer right and a check and you have another guy bring your checkbook and another guy brings the pen and sooner or later, there's like 15 people in your drug dealer's shitty living room with a horrible blacklight poster and tie-dyed, you know, uh, fabric stapled to the ceiling. And, you know, you think that no, none of these people are going to get you in trouble. But, but that's what, I mean, exactly. It's like there, now you have six different lines of communication here that, uh, that an FBI or some other governmental agency can track or monitor. You have six different avenues for you to get drugs rather than just you going over to one guy's house or calling somebody up or paging somebody like we used to back in the day. Yeah. Um, they say here, though, that, um, that, uh, that Silk Road is embraced by anarchists because it's, it, 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 the Silk Road's administrator cites the anarcho-libertarian philosophy of agorism. The state is the primary source of violence, oppression, theft, and all forms of coercion. Stop funding the state with your tax dollars and direct your productive energies into the black market. So it's a form of like an anarchic revolution here by using uh, you know, this, this online black marketplace. It's like, dude, I just want to get high. Keep your politics to yourself. So basically how we were saying the worst part about buying drugs is you had to go listen to your drug dealer. This is just <laughs> the same thing. This is the kind of shit that your drug dealer would start going off about. When you just wanted to get out of there with your drugs. But, okay, do you, do you think, though, this could herald a black market e-commerce revolution? No. I mean, so you, you, you never see this catching on. I see this being infiltrated by feds and being shut down, ultimately. Because would you ever right. order drugs and just give your address online? Like, I live here, and I just ordered drugs, and there's a paper trail of me ordering drugs. Yeah, I, I paid in this faux currency, but still, yeah. you could completely track me. Yeah, I uh, I just I think that maybe they'll set something else up and then they'll sort of institute a rule. <laughs> uh, don't talk to any reporters about this whole thing. It crum it crushes the whole idea, you know, 
of a black the black market supposed to be hidden secret i don't know i i still wonder question i can't believe these anarcho capitalists or whatever the fuck they're called you know they need me to tell them this shit i just wonder i mean i i think in theory it's a good idea i do like the fact that you can have like a digital black market i just don't see it being all that successful I mean, people, they, they, they crack those child porn rings. Like, every year they uncover these <laughs> yeah, child porn rings. So I think do. anything that's happening on the internet is never truly anonymous. So if, so you're, you're, buying, f- if you're buying drugs, you're going to get caught. You're pro-digital black market for drugs, anti-digital black market for child prostitution and pornography. Is that no, your position? I, I, no, okay. I think there should be a digital black marketplace. I like the idea of being able to like log on, use some kind of anonymous, um, you know, membership or anonymous ID, and log on and like be able to get whatever you want like through the the bowels of the internet. However, I just don't think it's ever truly anonymous, and I think yeah. anyone that's that's using this is doing it to your own risk. I think it's riskier than buying drugs off the street from some, you know, shady guy named Carlos. <laughs> Why it gotta be Carlos? All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> when I buy drugs in the street, Charles, here, your drug I, dealer, <laughs> Charles Whittington the third. Okay, I mean, okay, in the UK, when you're buying drugs from some guy named Rudiger, you know, by Buckingham Palace. You know what? I like uh, that website, Arrowid. You ever go there? Is this another one of your tranny porn sites? <laughs> no, it's the it's the site where it used to be more useful. You know, when I was more experimental, but any drug. That you're kind of nervous about, you haven't done it before. There'll be a big article that will t- like talk about all the effects, how it compares to other drugs, like anything. Like I'm gonna eat this cattail, or you know this frog that I found in the Amazon. How do you spell uh, this URL? E R O W I D. I think it's dot com, but it could be dot org or something. So I haven't you- looked at it. It might not even be there anymore, but uh, it used to be useful. Can you go there and brush up on some like the uh, the your education on sexually transmitted diseases that you're going to be contracting from the hookers that you're going to have sex with in Amsterdam? I think Arrowhead uh, keeps it f- its focus on illicit drugs and do not talk about <laughs> STDs and hookers. I'm sure there are many other websites that rate and the hookers and the lovely STDs you can get from them. Are you planning to uh, visit the uh, red light district? Uh, I might walk through it. I do not plan on sticking my penis in a hooker's vagina. Well, we'll see how drunk you get. I don't know. Stay tuned, people. <laughs> so this we is uh, this is episode uh, 281 here, Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show, episode 280. We did three listener stories. A listener one sent a story about a bloody Australian hammer. Listener two sent a story about the Detroit version of Hannibal Lecter. And third story is about uh, being buried alive in Russia. Well, the Bloody Aussie Hammer came in first place. Congratulations, listener one. You won episode 280. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Audience votes, and the winner uh, gets a Sick and Wrong Care Package. I'm I'm, I'm planning on changing up that Sick and Wrong Care Package. Really? I used to send stickers, but now I might send magnets. Or maybe maybe I might make a... Like a Wackerly calendar or something. I don't know if people still use calendars. Yeah, you know, I think that might be a good gift for people when they win the show. Something that they could use all year round, you know? Well, just tell me when the uh, professional photographer's coming over and I'll make sure I sort of exercise the day before. <laughs> uh, you don't have to worry about it. I installed that hidden camera last time I was over at your house. 
Nice. So, um, yeah, <laughs> we're all Some set candid there. shots. <laughs> candid shots. Mm. Most of them are just might you need to worry about that. with your pants down. But still, I mean, that's that's fine. It's good for the whole year round. <laughs> Every um, month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This kind of looks like the last one. <laughs> You a computer trousers dropped by your ankles. That's pretty much like every picture. Yeah, yeah. The only the only <laughs> the only variety is my December picture. I'm noticeably fatter than the January <laughs> one. <laughs> People, you can send your stories to Sick and Wrong, Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail dot com via Facebook or through the Sick and Wrong forum. We've got a few good stories here for. Uh, this week's show but before we get to that how about a quick word from our sponsor audible.com Markley, i hope you stocked up on some audible books for this like 12 hour plane ride you have oh yeah i got um weathering heights i'm going to read little women i've got uh so you just have all that feminist classic literature no i i also got uh uncle tom's cabin oh good <laughs> last of the mohicans is a good one See, you don't even need to use Ambien, you know, a sleep-inducing drug. Just start listening. That's my plan. To, just start listening to Little Women, Audible.com, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll fall quickly asleep. Polly, have you have you met a husband yet? No, I haven't, Eleanor. Uh, I'm still looking, though. I hope I find a good one with a large penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's, it's, it's better than Ambien. Uh, Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming. There's like over 80,000 hours of audio programs on that website. It's a lot of audio there. Uh, 75,000 titles to choose from every genre. Audible has it covered. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So, Wacker, uh, yeah, we did get a few uh, good stories here for episode 281. Let me kick off the show with my first listener submission. So the first listener submission here came in from Ray, Ray from Seattle. Ray writes... So now Wackerly's picks of Justin Bieber's head on Jenna Jameson's body are legal, so he doesn't have anything to worry about. I like lesbians with short hair. What do you is there something <laughs> wrong with that? Uh this is interesting. This is actually a precedent setting uh ruling here from uh the state court state appeals court in California. A dad Oh California law. Dad I can't wait to hear can this. paste daughter's face. On porn photos. Take a minute to think uh, over that headline. <laughs> Where can just has this huge smile over his face, like I'm free now. <laughs> well, I don't have a daughter. Number one, how old is his daughter? Well, we'll get to that. Uh, Milpitas man uh, used a computer to paste photos of his 13 year old daughter's head. She's 13 on the bodies of women in graphic poses. He should not have been convicted of possessing child pornography because the pictures did not show minors engaging in sex acts. What in the? It kind of does. <laughs> sort of. You know, it's, it, you know, I bet you the Supreme Court or the this is the Sixth District Court of Appeal just loves to have cases like this. It's like, great, you sick bastard. Now I have to rule on this. I have to stare at your pictures and your hard drive. But if you think about it, I mean, it's a very... Do they say where this court is? San Jose. 
Because the Ninth Circuit is the one that's in San Francisco, right? And they're the ones who are always just totally bend over backwards to like not punish criminals and let be and let out some guy who like beheaded seventeen women, you know? Because they're like, well, he was oppressed. But this isn't that one. This is the San Jose one. You're saying? Well, this happened in Milpitas, which is isn't like the South Bay. Yeah, but at this level of court action, it I don't think the court location has to coincide with the uh the crime where it actually happened yeah because it's right. if you think about it it's like five levels above that right uh, i might so, be confused i might be confusing federal court with state court also so don't jump down my throat you fucking asshole listeners well this sounds like state legislation to me california's child porn ban which is punishable by up to three years in prison requires a real child to have actually engaged in or simulated the sexual acts depicted the judges require that? Well, they're per- pervs, too. Look, we're going to have to see a 13-year-old having sex if we're going to really have a case here. All right? But they had to interpret this law broadly to computer-altered photos. Because do those do computer-altered photos really depict reality? I guess yes. uh, in 2002, they struck down a federal law banning virtual child pornography which is sexually explicit images that were entirely computer-generated. So do you I think make, that should be illegal? I don't know. I mean, like, uh, like what's that movie? Avatar. I guess not. If two I Avatar children, could you watch two Avatar children going at it, just having just butt sex? Could I? That's, you didn't ask me if I could watch it. You asked me if I thought it should be illegal. All right, do you think two Avatar children, just two blue, smurf-looking individuals just like having you know unbridled butt sex do you think that should be illegal well not real well what so avatars (laughs) what are they they're not called avatars they're called navi i never saw the movie navi let's just call them avatars avatars well what's the equivalent years of an because a 13 year old avatar might be like a equivalent to like a 23 year old human if you're going to interpret it like, okay, all right. Uh, oh, I'm interpreting it. All right. Do you think a Care Bear, you know, rimming another Care Bear? How old does a Care Bear live to be? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. What, all is saying, life, what is the life expectancy of a Care Bear? <laughs> animated child porn. Animated porn of two, three-year-olds. Here, here, all right. Okay. Here's, all right, here's the it. example you're... you're desperately grasping for bart simpson having sex with lisa simpson perfect or i was i was going to compare the love is comic strip that you have wallpapered (laughs) all over your house tattooed on my ass you mean (laughs) but yeah bart simpson shagging lisa simpson do you think that's child porn if you had videos of that because i've seen those pictures online i don't you don't think so? I don't. I don't think it's. A, I don't think it should be illegal. I don't want to see it, but, and I don't understand why people would be into it. Uh, but I don't think it should be illegal. So this if kind re, of if real if real children aren't being exploited to make the porn, I guess it's all right. So this kind of falls under that umbrella, though. If you think about it, it's like here this guy took actual pictures of adults, but then superimposed a head of his daughter, which is right. But you're glossing over. It's his daughter. Well, no, it's he's a repugnant individual. Don't get me wrong here. 
But I'm just saying he's basically making putting a dick on Bart Simpson. No, he's putting a dick in his daughter's <laughs> fake body that he's glued her face onto. I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, is this guy going to be de- at least denied any contact with his daughter f- for eternity? Well, here's what happened. The court actually... So they, they, they found the images to be morally repugnant, but they, and the, but they conclude that the possession of them remains protected by the First Amendment. But they resentenced him. Um, from, uh, he sentenced to 13 years and four months in prison for furnishing drugs to his daughter. So, uh, yeah, I imagine they're not going to be in contact very much longer. But what's interesting is the history, the background here on this. I guess the court heard that the teenager's mother suggested to her daughter, this in 2008, that she builds a relationship with her father. Uh, The couple had been estranged for about 12 years. So what's what's fascinating to me about this is don't you think the father was a shitbag 12 years ago? Yeah, I'd be, I'm surprised that the mother doesn't understand this about her baby daddy. Well, what probably happened is the daughter, 12, 13, was like, you know, I want to meet my real dad. I want to meet my real dad. But there's a reason why the mother shields their children away from their biological father in this kind of case. Most cases. Yeah, most cases. <laughs> so during the, next, the visits over the next few months, the girl said that the father, um, Joseph Gerber, gave her marijuana, which she had used before. And he gave her some cocaine, which she had really wanted to try. Best dad ever. Seriously. Until. Let me one... just get on this website. <laughs> click, 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 click. <laughs> oh, I got to buy a Bitcoin. Here's, oh, it came in the mail. Speedy delivery. Well, it's, it's funny to me because like at this point, this girl's like, God, my real dad's awesome. He gives me marijuana. We snort some cocaine. He is so cool. Until. He makes me the... blow him. During one of the drug sessions, Gerber asked her to pose for pictures. She agreed. She was posing for pictures, but then burst into tears when he told her to strip to her underwear. You know, <laughs> I hate it when my mom makes me pose for pictures, too, though. I can understand that. But in your I sometimes, I sometimes cry just at that, you know? <laughs> just stand in front of the Christmas tree. Oh, wait, wait. You Move your head. Oh, I, how do you work the camera? Oh, oh let me just take seven more. Uh, oh. I didn't like, take the lens cap off. Oh, God. How much cocaine does she give you before the holiday pictures come out? I might feel better about the pictures if she gave me cocaine <laughs> before. So this is just not an acceptable father and daughter activity. You, know, you just cross the line. It's like cocaine's one thing. Marijuana. All right. Posing for pictures in your underwear. 13-year-old daughter. No. It's crossing the line. Not seeing it. She told her mother, officers searched the home. Did not find photos of his daughter in her underwear, but saw pictures of her head superimposed on seven pornographic photos of women's bodies on a computer drive. I wonder how adept he is. This a real piece of work. Yeah, I wonder how adept he is, because if it was me, you would totally be able to tell that it wasn't real. But no, <laughs> the Jaggies. The Jaggies. Uh, Gerber's convicted under a law prohibiting possession of any photo that depicts someone under 18 personally engaging in or simulating sexual contact. Prosecutors argued that the altered photos depicted his daughter engaging in sex acts, but the court said the law's use of personally requires proof that a minor actually took part in those acts. So Doesn't this- he know that if he has cocaine, he can get laid by somebody who's not his daughter? That, that's kind of what leads me into how I want to rate this story. I want to give this story a five-star because I agree that this should be... I agree that it's not technically child porn. 
I don't think I, I, I think it's disgusting. I think he's a vile human being. But I don't feel that those pictures on his hard drive are child porn. But it's a five star, without any doubt, that he was taking the time to take pictures of his 13 year old daughter who he hadn't seen in like, you know, since she was born, pretty much. And the first thing he does is he gives her cocaine, gives her marijuana, takes pictures of her in her underwear, and then crops out her head and puts them on. This is his hobby. This guy sits at his computer and takes time cropping out his daughter's head and putting them on, on the, over the heads of a porno pictures. <laughs> That's a five star to me. That is not a good hobby. <laughs> you should yeah, start podcasting. To, to needle point. Yeah, podcasting. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Five stars, sure. <laughs> Do you agree, though, that that's not porn? I do agree that it's not child porn. I mean, I think he should be. There should be some other law of just being an asshole, creepy asshole. Yeah, this guy would definitely be convicted of that. He took way too much creepitin. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have here for episode two eighty one? I have got a story. Wow, is it a story? It's straight out of the mind of Stephen King, in my opinion. Uh, a mother and her 18-month-old son, not her only son, she has two other kids. They're all young, under the age of four. She was at the, uh, she's in Ramsey County, Minnesota. She's only 27. And where did she go? She went to the chiropractor. <laughs> That's the mistake. Should I right save there. should I save my chiropractic rant to the end or the beginning? What would you what would you prefer? My podcasting partner? I say midway through. Midway you should, through. That's uh, probably good. your true feelings. Break it up the, a little uh, bit. The profession of chiropractorness. It's just called I think it's just called chiropractic. It's a noun. I think it's which is weird cuz it, it? Nope, it's chiropractic. Which I thought the same thing as you did. It's a, it's not an adjective. It's a noun. Uh, that wasn't the rant, actually. The etymology of the word. So, <laughs> moving on. Benjamin Brian Newton, the 18-month-old kid, uh, was apparently... She's in this... I, I thought chiropractors, because I'd never been to one, and will never go to one, by the way. Uh, I thought they, like... Ma- like it was like a massage like you laid down at a table and they like use their hands to adjust you with their magic powers That's, I, but you know, apparently there's machines involved i think it depends on the type of chiropractor you go to i think it's uh some of the chiropractors that have no money that basically like <laughs> have you ever seen that it's like a, it could be like you know a, a podiatrist like one of those podiatrist stores who are also not real doctors technically mm-hmm. but i just place that went out of business all of a sudden becomes a chiropractor place Right, it's just like a storefront. Those well, my people... great my great grandma worked for a chiropractor. She was like his secretary, and his his office was just in his house. Yeah, so like those, she had a those... desk by <clears> the <throat> stairs. Those are the type of people that have a massage table. But then there's right. the people that like want to try to have some air of legitimacy about them, and then they buy all this expensive equipment. This was that kind that had lots of expensive equipment. So, because she went there to get what's called traction therapy, where they basically just stretch you out, right? But they have this really like elaborate. They have this elaborate machine to stretch you out because it's you know a legitimate chiropractic office. It's called the Triton DTS TRT six hundred, which I'm sure is just a bunch of bullshit. Like doesn't stand <laughs> for anything. 
Uh, and the thing weighs like 300 pounds, right? And it's it's automatic. It's got I've got a picture of it. It's, what is it? it's it pretty. Sounds, is it like the le- you know the chair that they strap you in for a lethal injection? Does that look like that? Well, it's not a chair, but it, it it looks like that table that they strap you in, yeah. Where you like your arms stick out, and there's a place for your head, and like then yeah, there's all these straps that go over your body. But so you can't move once you're in this this device. You cannot move. You are you are locked in. Uh, and apparently this you know this this chiropractic office. There's lots of nurses that work there. There's several doctors, like a director. They all think They're it's it's doctors. a great idea. They all think it's a great idea to emo- you know immobilize a mom and just leave her 18 month old toddler in the room, which is pretty much like leaving an 18 year old toddler in a room by himself. Yeah. Right? Because what can if the, the mom mom's do? immobilized, she can't do anything. And think well, of all the, I guess like, every- <laughs> the, the gadgets and tools and instruments and stuff like that, that this kid could get into. And the 300 pound automatic articulated device that your mo- that the mom is strapped to. I think everybody knows where this is going, right? This is like the pencil <laughs> pencil toddler story. This is the chiropractic, you know, torture device toddler story. Uh, well, anyways, I'll get right to it. The little kid crawled under the electrical spine therapy table and accidentally pushed a button. Is it? I mean, can a toddler do anything accidentally? They just do shit. They don't, they don't have any intention to do anything. Well, is it like and, this big red button that says "Don't press"? Right. But the kid can't read. The toddler. Well, and the plus the kids can't resist. It's a giant red button, like a clown's nose. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I went off on a mind tangent about <laughs> really bad <laughs> ways to. You're just thinking. Never mind. Clown's nose. Well, he pushes the button, and the thing, not quickly, slowly starts to drop on top of him. Now, remember, the mom is in this thing, and I think she's face down. I think it's one of those tables where there's a hole for your face. Oh so God. she's watching her kid. She's watching the table to which she is strapped, which weighs 300 pounds, slowly, slowly coming down and crushing her child. And she can't do she's, anything about it. She can't do anything about it. She's strapped to the chair. She screamed for help, but by the time clinic employees rushed to the room, raised the table, and began CPR on the boy, it was too late. The child suffered head trauma and was taken to the region's hospital by paramedics. And you, got, I would love to talk to those paramedics. The ha- like real, like they're not doctors, but they're trained in real scientifically. They're proven more legitimate medicine. than a chiropractor. Yeah, showing up at the fucking chiropractic quack, taking people's money for no legitimate reason uh, office, saying, oh, great, you guys killed a child? Good job with your fucking machine. Seriously, backcrackers uh, shouldn't even have machines like that. No. They, they shouldn't. But so the paramedics, you- the paramedics take the kid to the hospital, and, and you know the, the, the real doctors of the hospital, the surgeons that are going to try and save this kid, I'm sure they're real happy about the chiropractic practice also. Uh, but the kid was pronounced dead less than an hour after the incident occurred. Wow. Um, all, they, they interview all these. The College of Chiropractic Dean, Renee DeVries, they questioned her. It's completely appropriate to leave the patient unattended for the time of tra- uh, treatment on a traction machine or other moving machines. People don't have to stand there and watch the machine move back and forth. Yeah, lady, they're not asking you whether it's appropriate to leave the patient in the machine. They're asking if it's appropriate to leave a toddler in the room with the machine. Where's when, when, when the mother is strapped to a machine is powerless to help her child. 
There are, you know, there are people who run daycare centers who dropped out of high school who are smarter than this whole office of chiropractors. <laughs> so you've never been to a chiropractor. And I'll never go. Now, like I, I said, my whole, my, but the beginning and end of my experience with one is that my great grandma worked for one, you know, and probably did back in olden times. She's so old. And she worked there, got a paycheck, and turned around and would give basically most of her money back to him to do these bullshit procedures that really are not proven to have any medical ben- benefit. I read on, there's a website called Science Based Medicine, and they point out that. The whole practice of chiropractic is the idea that there's these things called subluxations, which is basically like a spine misalignment. And they say that, you know, it's, it, it, it uh, inhibits your spinal cord and that because it's your whole nervous system goes through your spine. Like it, it can cause all these uh, problems and other like uh, secondary, you know, pains and diseases, which sounds like a great idea, right? I'd buy it. But in 114 years that chiropractic has been around, none of this shit has ever been scientifically proven, like with control groups. It's basically just, it's like quack holistic medicine. Well, you know, I have firsthand experience with the futility of these charlatans. They are. I mean, they, they really, they're, they're not a medically degreed doctor. There, there's no, there's no like, there, I guess there's like a what, a one year program for chiropractic degree? I don't know how long it takes. I mean, they definitely have letters that they put after their name, like an MD. They have something else, like a CP or I don't know. A BS, I think. Um, But, (laughs) you know, I went to, I remember when I was a freshman in college, we had lofted beds that were like, I don't know, six or seven feet off the ground. Right. Which is such a bad idea to do in college, but you need the extra space because your room is like... You need extra space. But the room is so small, so... I just remember um, coming home just wasted and trying to, like, amble up into that bed. I didn't even use the ladder because I forgot that the ladder was even there. And I'm almost in bed, <laughs> and then I fell backwards and just landed right on my ass on the floor. On oh, the hard dorm floor. It's passed out on the floor. Woke up the next day, and I could barely walk. Like, my back hurt so bad, I could barely walk. And so my mother, <laughs> who was, like, a staunch believer in chiropractic, I don't know why, why she uh, she she supported them, or why she she believed that way, but she did. Well, I I would believe that like seventy five to eighty five percent of chiropractic patients are women. There's something about women that they really get into it. It's the suggestibility. I don't I don't I don't understand why they're so affected with them. I mean, more more women are into massage, and if they if the chiropractors just called themselves masseuses, massage therapist. I'd have less problem with it. You know what I think it is? It's because your your so your spine is attached to your nervous system, which goes directly into your clitoris. So it's like each little <laughs> twist <laughs> causes vibrations down there, yeah. and so women are into that. So um, what happened? But anyway, so I, we we end up going to this chiropractor in Ann Arbor, Michigan. This guy was like Big Chief Sitting Bull or something. He's just this massive Native American dude with these huge hands, and I'm like, you're gonna do what to me? And then he like totally like cracked. It sounds my... like one of Jeff's fantasies. <laughs> he cracked my back like in thirty different ways, and and it felt amazing. Like right afterwards, I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. Right. Like I walked out of there and I felt perfect. My back did not hurt at all. About three hours later, you had a pain... raging erection. <laughs> but you know, I uh, completed myself like to completion and uh, climax. It was fine. But you know, like about three hours afterwards, the pain returned sevenfold. I mean, it was like for three hours I was fine, 
But then um, it was it was it was so much more painful. So I ended up having to go to a physical therapist, an actual licensed doctor, you know, degreed uh, medical professional, for about two months afterwards until my back was fine. Do you remember if he or she, the physical therapist, ever ever had any comments on Big Chief Cracky Back? No, that's when she was like, uh, "We don't we don't support chiropractic, and uh, we really ad- advise uh, you know we advise our patients never to go to one." <laughs> and so it's like if you think like that, so there you have a license. We also, we also advise you not to get drunk and fall on your ass <laughs> in the future. By the way, I don't know. I mean, some people swear by it, but I don't know. I've, I've had my own experience. I will never go to a chiropractor again. But in light of that, I mean, think about the. I mean, we're. You know, I want. I want to sub, some, subtract some points if I'm going to rate this story here for this. The really the sick and wrong stars go for this woman. Because of her stupidity, she brought this on herself by going to a chiropractor in the first place. But the terror of seeing your child, I mean, she must have been like three feet above the kid, watching him just slowly being crushed to death. Well, no, she was three feet above him, then she was two and a half feet above him, <laughs> then she was two feet above him, and then she was one foot above, you know, his mangled body. Yeah, I'm going to have to give that five stars. Terrific. Five, for yeah, sure. Definitely. That's a that's that's a, a horrible way to go, and especially stay away from chiropractors, people. I mean, yeah. unless you're the type of person, which you probably are, that you know buys herbal remedies and Chinese therapy, and you know, it's all the same. It really is in the end. So uh, the third story here we received for um, episode two eighty one. Actually, this is kind of an indirect. I'm indirectly attributing this story to this guy. So this guy named Alex wrote in about um, totem poles. And this story is about totem poles. So I'm thinking, you know what? <laughs> the fact that uh, this coincidence is so outstanding, I'm going to have to give this story to Alex. So Alex writes in, hey guys, love the show. This week, Lance said he was the low man on the totem pole when he goes to Hawaii. Yes, I, think, I remember that. Yeah, the Native American Indians organized their totem poles with the most venerated or important individual. In the case of real totem poles, I think they are all animal gods, but I'm not sure, on the bottom. So the most Fuck venerated off. individuals are on the bottom. So if Lance is low man on the totem pole, he's the most important person. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, Alex. This guy's a know-it-all asshole. <laughs> That that's a that is a well that's a time tested expression. Low man on the totem pole. I didn't like make up this analogy to describe my experience. I thought it, it was it's like, like some, a, it's a saying. I thought it was some like thinly veiled homosexual reference to your trip, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> take take what you want from that. Okay, that expression. But anyway, but does everybody? Do we need to describe totem poles for foreign listeners, or does everybody know what one is? Well, it's okay. I mean, it, it's 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 a casino Indian thing. It's like a casino Indian uh, decoration where there's <laughs> and like... a lot of those Indian casinos have them outside the doors. <laughs> it's just a bunch of animal heads like stacked, but like wooden carved it, carved animal yes. heads this stacked totem on top of pole, each other. This totem pole has the spirits which represent taking the white man's money in slot machine. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> the honey badger, but I mean, isn't that what the, what it's supposed to be? Like, what, what, why do people have totem poles in the first place? Like, why did why did they create a totem pole for someone? I kind of want one. You mean? Are you talking about the original Native Americans? Why they did? Yeah, I'm saying what 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 
con- like what what spurred a Native American to carve a totem pole for a friend or for well, himself? Who's the, like, well, I mean, who, who told the Jews to nail some little fucking tchotchke to their doorway? I'm just saying, what does it represent? Spirits. So it's a spirit thing. It's like the religion. Re- yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like a religious sort of like. What does that thing on ma- the door represent? Well, that, that, what's that, it even called? It's a mezuzah. It's like a, you're it's supposed to have like the first lines of the or chapters of the Torah or something in it. But yeah, I, I didn't know if this is, it had religious significance or if it was because my relative died. So I'm gonna. He's the first one in the family. Oh, it's not. A, it's not a gravestone. No, maybe oh, it okay. is. I don't. I. What do I know? I didn't even know that the. I thought the top was the most important. As this listener has clearly pointed out, <laughs> is wrong. He says they're all animal gods, but he's not even sure. So okay, you know, get the story straight, Alex, before you start correcting Wackerly. <laughs> I think he just. Means I don't take that you're kindly. Important. All right, so uh, the story here is about death by a totem pole, which is a hell of a way. Really. To uh, this death by totem pole turns into a murder case against the husband. Carl Moogley told police that his wife Linda was crushed to death when a totem pole that they were carving accidentally fell on her. But, <laughs> but now police say it was murder. Moogley was 49. He was arrested this past Tuesday in southern Texas uh, to face second degree murder charges in the death of his wife for 24 years. The criminal complaint filed last week tells a tale of infidelity, deceit, and really cheesy North American tchotchkes. That's a, that's a long marriage. 24 years, yeah. I mean, isn't any marriage that's 24 years long going to have a fair share of deceit and betrayal and whatever else you said? Well, unless you're John Edwards, then it's only, what, like six years? Oh, man, shagging that, was <laughs> that was low. That was low. So you just have to marry marry women who have cancer is your answer for that. Cancer well, is the uh... answer. Cancer is the answer to a happy marriage. D. Well, Simon. Then you don't have to wait D. 20... Simon. Well, because then you don't have to wait 24 years to kill her with a fucking totem pole. You know, it's just like <laughs> cancer. Just let the big C sort it out for you. Yeah. Sure. Um, on November 26th, a sheriff's deputy was called to the couple's garage and found Linda Mugley, 61 years old. So get this. She's 61. And Carl's 49. It's quite an age difference there. Uh, uh, I, I would have a hard time marrying a woman 10 years older than me. Yeah, no, I mean, she's like a uh, few years a senior. Um, Even fa- more than 10 years, right? 12. Yeah. He found, hmm. the, the deputy found Linda Mugley on the floor, bleeding from her mouth, but still breathing. She was taken to the hospital where she died. Carl told the deputy that a totem pole that the couple had been working on fell out of its cradle and onto his wife. But a Why week... is the totem pole as a cradle? Like a baby cradle? <laughs> I don't even understand how they even make it. Like, do they have like a cradle on the... Or do they carve each head into... Like, how big is this thing? They're big. I mean, I want one. Like... I want one now after this story to put in my backyard. But I mean, are you talking like 8 feet high, 10 feet high? Mine's going to be at least 10 feet. <laughs> <laughs> what are you size with, it's like a tree it's a tree trunk <clears throat> yeah but but what are you gonna have on your totem pole there wackerly oh like a ferret and a, an opossum not a an op i'm gonna have an opossum and a possum and then i'm gonna have hubert various weasels what <laughs> <laughs> are those big what something that was in my backyard the other day and i forgot what i called it it was like a a mole uh, 
No, it was big. It was big and white, but looked sort of shaped like a mole. I tweeted about it, but I can't remember what I said it was. Was it that uh, rabbit that doesn't have any ears that they're breeding in Japan these days? <laughs> the radioactive bunny? It sort of bunny? looked like that, but I think it, God designed it to not have ears. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> so uh, about a week later, a tipster told the sheriff's office about Facebook entries between Mugley and a woman in Alabama that were very intimate in nature. Uh, the agent reviewed uh, Mugley's computer and uncovered Facebook messages between him and that woman that stretched for more than a month before his wife's death. Oh, was she a was she a totem pole aficionado? I think she was a homewrecker, mm-hmm. but maybe she was into totem. Maybe he impressed her with his totem pole. He a just totem pole out, enthusiast. I think he whipped out his totem pole and was just like, "Check this out. It's got a couple notches in there." You know, you know I'm, I'm going on Facebook after we uh, finish recording this and searching for women who are in, <laughs> whose interests include totem poles. <laughs> Uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, Facebook messages here, and th- I mean, it's like, uh, well, doesn't this guy know anything about uh, the internet's forever? I mean, doesn't this guy ever go online and realize that someone could easily track this? He writes. I, I love- suspect that a guy who carves totem poles for a living <laughs> is not super internet savvy. I'm He's surprised he has savvy. the internet. Uh, he yeah. writes, "I love you with all my being. I want us to live our lives as we seek. For I am with you. I am yours. We are one." And he called this woman Evening Star. I think this guy probably Damn. went to chiropractors. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Are you going to remember that? That'll fucking melt the panties off of any woman. Dude, you should use that on the hookers that you pay for in Amsterdam. <laughs> Maybe you'll get like you know like 5% off or something. Oh, <laughs> you think I'll only get 5% off? I was thinking they were going to agree to move back to America with me. <laughs> Just say you might get a discount. Let's start with 5% off, though. <laughs> what was it? He's the light of her life and shit like that. See, I can't, even, I can't do that kind of stuff. For I am with you, I am yours, we are one. That's what you should say. I am with you, we are ours, you are one. Well, wait till <laughs> you're actually, like, penetrated the hooker and then come out with this from, like, when you're on her back and you're, like... Can I write it on my ear. hand? <laughs> you should. You should definitely do that. I um, hope I don't sweat and, you know, it runs. <laughs> so on December 27th, the sheriff's deputies and an agent went to Mugley's home in an effort to recreate the circumstances of the death, as uh, Carl Mugley had outlined. Five times the officers tried and failed to make the 17-foot-tall totem pole come out of its cradle. Shit. Man, that makes my 10-foot-tall totem pole look like shit. <laughs> I, I need to get how, a bigger pole. I wonder how this guy actually ended up... Uh, Ended up getting getting this this thing to fall on her, dude. Well, you're not Breaking Bad. It. Have you ever watched Breaking Bad? Yeah, I've seen Breaking Bad. Remember that episode where the the meth heads steal the ATM and the woman drops the ATM on the dude's head? Oh yeah, doesn't that remind you of this? It does kind of. Remind that was a great episode. Um, Linda and Carl Mugley were married in 1986. They live quietly in a log home about 20 miles south of International Falls in Minnesota. Via Everything's the, about logs with these people. Via the internet, they made a name for themselves carving and selling totem poles to Six Flags, the theme park, Warner Brothers Television, and the Princess Diana Memorial Children's Park in London, which I don't even understand the connection there. So these aren't just people selling shitty totem poles on the <laughs> side of the road to people like me. They're, no, they're, they're making totem poles for the big venues of our world, of our earth. They were professional 
totem pole makers. And what's funny about it is they're not even Native American. <laughs> maybe they are. Well, maybe. I mean, they could be, but uh, they sound very Caucasian to me. They might be one of those people who are like one-eighth, you know, and they still get all the casino money. Well, prior to that, they ran a game farm and a petting zoo on their land, and then suddenly they became successful in the totem pole business, which I was unaware that there was even a totem pole business. But there's a whole (laughs) industry out there, and that's what you do. I wonder if they must have conventions. I'm tempted. I'm tempted. (laughs) Um, The website for the totem pole business lists an address uh, in uh, Stockdale, Texas. So uh, perhaps I think uh, Carl ended up moving after his wife's death. It notes that Linda Mugley's death on November 27th saying she passed while doing what she loved. She died making some totem poles. (laughs) (laughs) What a life. (laughs) So on the sick and wrong star scale... That's a very creative way to kill your wife. I mean, I guess it's, it's, it, to us it seems creative because we don't carve totem poles. He probably has a garage full of totem poles. So he's thinking, you know, the best way to kill my wife is to crush her with a totem pole. Yeah, these things are heavy. Have you lifted one? I just, um, I don't know. I just, I just find it a creative way. But, uh, but the fact of the matter is uh, the wife did die. She was crushed to death with a totem pole. Obviously, it's a pretty, it's a pretty base killing. I mean, the guy is just, Instead of just getting a divorce, he ends up uh, crushing her with a totem pole. I mean, I, I guess that makes sense, in a way. There's no divorce court. There's no lawyer fees. He doesn't have to get rid of half of his totem poles to give to her. But you know that this totem pole that crushed her is going to be possessed by her angry spirit, and it's going to turn into like a B-level you know, schlocky horror movie where the totem pole ends up getting him. Yeah, you know, I bet you in the end, in the end, like I could see this being like a Tales from the Crypt, like twenty minute episode or half hour episode. Wasn't it like a half hour vignette? I think it was a half hour show, and there would be fit ten or three two, ten minutes, two stories, two stories. But so, I might be, I might be confusing it with. <laughs> I mean, Tales from the Crypt is one thing, but Tales from the Dark Side. Tales from the this is a Tales from the Dark Side. <laughs> this That's is a this Tales is. from the Dark Side. And episode. in the end, he's going to be carving a totem pole, and he'll hear this shriek, or he'll hear his 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 dead wife saying his name, and then the eagle head impales him. And then you'll hear. I'm giving this four stars. I'm giving it five. Jesus, dude. And you, you hand out fives like for every story. I know. I know, but I like so totem balls. I like totem balls. Yeah, I guess. Get yeah. off my back. People, we invite you to decide who won episode 281. Go vote. Stick com. Well, actually, uh, we got a few phone calls here. Stick around hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. People, write that down. Put in your cell phones. You never know when you might need to call the Stick around hotline. But before we get to our first call... Here's a quick word from our beloved sponsor, AdamNeve.com. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. Want to add a little spice to your sex life? Go to AdamNeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no, no. 
Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. Wacker, we got a few phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, how about we get to uh, call number one? Hey, Sick and Wrong. Um, I was just wondering why you guys don't play any video games. It seems like uh, you're putting all your time towards being the world's uh, coolest hard asses, but maybe you should like buy an Xbox or a PS3 or use your PS3, I mean uh, your PC. And your iPad. I mean, there's cool games out there. And you guys are just, like, ignoring the coolest part of the world right there. Okay. Thanks. Bye. guy's an idiot. Wait, is that a troll? Has I, he ever listened to the show before? I mean, what else do you do other than play video games, Wackerly? <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> um, I mean, we are 36. I think we play... A normal too excessive amount of video games for a 36 year old well, maybe I, me, I don't because i i used to i used to be into video games and i think i still could be like you know actually recently my sister came down here with big jer uh-huh. for well belated birthday celebration and jer just got a new xbox just bought a new xbox so he's like do you want yeah. my old xbox i said no the reason i said no is because i know how i get when there's a video game system in front of me. You are so full of shit. I swear to God, dude. Your, your girlfriend said no, and she knows how you get. Come on. No, no, she 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 would have said no, too. I didn't even tell her, because I know how I get. <laughs> I know it would have like caused a, a disruption in our relationship. <laughs> but it, I really do. Like I, I remember some of my fondest memories when I, I had Metal Gear Solid and Resident Evil. This is like, what was that, PlayStation 1? Uh, I believe so, yeah. I would get like a bag Place, of weed. No, that's PlayStation 2. Maybe it was PS2. I'd get a yeah. bag of weed. My girlfriend would... I, I refused to go to like spend Christmas holidays with her. She would leave and I would spend three days straight just playing that game in my underwear. Yes. Only stopping to masturbate the internet porn. I, I can't go it's back to the life. Games. What do you do now with your time? I get, this guy claims we're, we're uh, the world's biggest hard asses, which I don't know where he gets that from either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always kind of consider you more of a namby pamby softy, but yeah, it's because it's I'm drinking beer at 3 p.m. on a Saturday. I don't think that's so weird. Yeah, I don't know. But I, what, what video game are you currently playing right now? Like in, in your your you know in your collection? Uh, I'm playing uh, Bangai O. What, what is that? I think it's called. It's like a weird Japanese crazy give you a seizure game. Uh, on Xbox, and I'm playing Crisis 2 on PC. You haven't played that? Although, uh, on the suggestion of a listener, I may venture into the scary world of massively multiplayer online games with a game called EVE Online. What is EVE Online? It's like, uh, like space-faring, spaceship, uh, flying through the universe and mining the shit out of planets and destroying other people's big spaceship game. So it's, it's like Red Dwarf, the It's kind of cheap. It's, it's like kind of like Red Dwarf, the video game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. 
I'm, there's like a free trial I can do. I, I've never I've never ventured here because I suspect that I might become like you and out of control. It, right now I'm in control. I really only play video games. Some weeks I don't play them at all. You okay, know, and so I really keep you don't it to play like maybe every three day. hours a week. You don't play it no, daily no, basis, no. so it's just a no, few hours no. a week. If a really good game comes out, I'll play it every day for like a week, and then I'll be done with it. But most of the time, I'm playing maybe three hours a week. Okay, like, I'll find, uh, like on a Sunday afternoon, video games are a great way to be hungover because you feel like shit. Nothing you do is going to make you feel any better, so you might as well just do something that takes up a lot of time, so you can get through the time that you're hungover. So, like, are, Sundays are usually video game days for me, if I don't have the other shit going on. You know? Are there any video games that you just hate? Like, current video games that come out that you just hate? Yeah, tons. I mean, I, I would have to think about making a list. I don't really like this game. This Crisis game is everybody's raving about it. P-Town was the one who told me it was the greatest thing ever. It's a shoot-em-up, right? Really enjo- yeah, I'm not really enjoying it. It's kind of boring. I think a lot of the shooters are kind of formulaic and boring. Right what about now. Duke Nukem? I probably will buy Duke Nukem. <laughs> only because it's a cultural touch point. I would only, that comes out Tuesday. I would only buy it because Mickey Avalon does a theme song, so that might be kind of cool. But anyway, in answer to your question here, why don't you play video games? Why don't you listen to the show? Right. You're talking to like the, the, like the two biggest nerds on the internet. Well, maybe. Like I said, we are 36. If I was six between the ages of 16 and 26, I played a lot more. You know, it was funny when I got since I got my iPad, I thought it would be kind of cool and and I don't know uh, nostalgic to download the app for the Atari video game. So there's an app uh-huh. where you can get every Atari video game, and I was like, oh, I'm yeah. totally gonna get this. Fifteen bucks, every Atari video game that's ever existed. I got it, dude. Those games just fucking suck. And I know it's like people hipsters think it's ironic to have you know Berserk or whatever stupid Atari game on your on your computer. Those games right, just but suck. those 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 hipsters weren't alive when we were playing Berserk on our like shitty tube televisions. <laughs> they think it's ironic, like we think it's you know cool to listen to the Rolling Stones, and our parents are like, "You're listening to the Rolling Stones, you loser! Get some your own music." I I don't know. I'm, I envy kids today that grow up on some of these video games. All right, here's what about River Raid? It's all about River Raid, man. That game's still fun. It's got to be. What are you talking about? Uh, Oregon Trail. No, River Raid. <laughs> I don't know what it, it was. A, you were like an airplane flying across a river and shooting the shit out of stuff. It was fun. River Raid. All yeah, right. Try that one. Here's, uh, here's call number two. Hey, guys. How's it going? Um, I'm just going to let you know that um, I've been listening to your show since I was like a sophomore in high school. And now I'm a senior and graduating in about two days in college, and I want to thank you for uh, giving me such a entertaining month. Doesn't it sound like he's actually at graduation right now? It sounds like he's at a graduation party, and there's women doing keg stands in the background, and he's calling the drunk dial line like an idiot. But I wonder if he's like standing outside the graduation, but like we're the first people he calls to say thank you, and you know it's. Will you guys help me graduate from DeVry Technical Institute? Because how many colleges, if, okay, if he, most colleges are four years, right? Yeah. Okay, so he was a sophomore when he started listening to the show. Right. And we've been on five years. Almost five right. years. So <laughs> would, would he have graduated <laughs> at a regular four-year college and graduated from high school? 
Well, maybe he went to a two-year school, associate's degree. No, quite possibly. Quite possibly he went to get an associate's degree. I'm, I'm thinking he went to... I mean, to- I, I, I sense a disparaging tone in your voice. Is that uh, Haven't you read all these articles that college is becoming more and more a scam, that you have to pay you know, $100,000 to get a useless degree, and then you go work as a Starbucks barista? No, I completely like, agree with getting that. Getting an associate's degree and learning how to program a, you know, a network or, or do plumbing or be a carpenter... Is probably the best thing you could do. I would go back and do that. I'm just thinking we're talking to a chiropractor here. You got to start making that money. <laughs> I'm thinking we're talking to a chiropractor, but l- let's see. Hey, all all knowledge is on the internet now. You don't need to have some stuffy professor making you write papers to learn stuff. It's true. Usually listen to your show and I'm uh, drunk, but yeah, I've been uh, listening to your show for so long. It's kind of crazy. Uh, thank you for doing it for so long. I really appreciate it. It's amazing how much I've changed while I've been listening to your show over the last five years. He grew pubic hair. You guys have always been <laughs> he really, so You hear those girls in the background, like, they're doing the slut call of the, woo, I'm drunk. Like, get off the phone, man. You know, I bet you if there's one thing you've learned, these girls are like maybe half a beer away from showing their titties, and you're on the phone with a sick and wrong hotline. If there's one thing you've learned from us is hang the fucking phone up from talking to two, like, I don't know, essentially 36-year-old virgins and go and, like, bang some of these hot, drunk chicks. Because you're not going to be able to do this when you're 36. At least take a picture of them with your camera phone and email it to us. Yeah, if you loved us, you'd do that. For that, and uh, please don't stop. I want to keep listening to it as long as possible. So thank you, and, uh, yep, see you later. Wackerly, um, you know, I, I do want to say congratulations to all the graduates. Isn't June like the graduation time? People graduate from high school, junior high, and college. And, and In my not. day, I had to go an extra semester, and I graduated in the wintertime <laughs> like a dumbass. <laughs> but I do want to say congratulations to all the graduates. But you know, with a call like this, and I, I'm glad that, you know, we played a role in this guy's development. But I wonder, like, do you think we'll continue to play a role in this guy's development. Like, do you think, you know, he's going to get married and on his honeymoon, he's going to make his wife listen to sick and wrong while he has sex with her. Do you think, you know, his wife's going to be delivering their first child and he's in the room, but oh, sick and wrong just came out with a new episode. I got to listen to it. Okay. I got to cut. Perhaps, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I wonder, it's like, uh, how long the show will be going and how many stages of, uh, of, of human development, we'll, we will continue to help this guy through. He'll be like eighty-five on the on his, you know, in the in the hospital room. I'm gonna live one more <laughs> week to get the next show. If I do anything, God damn it! <laughs> beep, beep, beep. But you know, beep. I do appreciate calls like that. And congratulations for graduating. We wish you the best. And uh, it is nice to know that that there is some sort of reason why we do this. <laughs> People, I hope at that point, we, I mean, we obviously will be dead, but maybe they can preserve our brains in a jar just directly hooked up to audio recording equipment, and we can just go on for eternity. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, basically, we say the same thing every week anyway. I give it five brown stars. <laughs> <laughs> Young Martian boy caught in Skluberglatz device. <laughs> People call the Sick Wrong Hotline 206-666-3846. We got 
time for one email here that came to cigaronpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, this guy, Link, and I don't think it's the Legend of Zelda Link from Denver. He writes, uh, whoever opens this, dear Lance, I just want to say I've been listening since January from randomly picking you out of the Apple list and enjoyed your show so much I begin backfilling all prior shows. Each one is excellent. Excellence in all caps. Thank you, Link, for saying that. The biggest compliment I can give you is the fact that you both approach each podcast with a mature intellectual level that you two talented cocksuckers have the ability to keep anyone's attention. Another guy who doesn't really listen to the show? I don't what think so. Fuck? I only have That's two no questions. resemblance to the show. I only have two questions for you both, if you may be so kind to answer. Number one, have you ever noticed that the only mentally slash physically retarded people out there are white? Seriously, when was the last time you saw a retarded black, Latino, or Asian person? I posted this on my Facebook account, and the replies exploded. Where do they hide their retards and why? Is this all they have to be ashamed of? What do you think of that, Wackerly? Beetlejuice. <laughs> Next question. It's true. Look at Beetlejuice. You know, you know I, I, I attribute this to you living in like some small, white, suburban community because I see retarded Mexicans all the time. However, I got to say, when you see a retarded Asian, sometimes it's misleading because it's just like, well, actually, that kid looks retarded, but he's really just Asian. You ever know? <laughs> I know that sounds racist, but it's not. Have you ever noticed that? Well, they call it, you know, mongoloid features. Uh, yeah, it's like mongoloid features because right Mongol, you know, the the Asiatic look. But you know, I I can't I can't think of anything more frustrating than being an Asian kid and being like, yeah, okay, I look like I have Down syndrome. I don't have Down syndrome. So quit I'm calling. Just... I'm just an Asian kid. You know, <laughs> I'm going to stop while I'm ahead, <laughs> but I got to say you live in a shelter community. If you haven't seen that many retarded black Latin or Asian people, I know I mean, he's like, well, the one black person in my town isn't retarded. What's up with that? <laughs> I, I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, go downtown. You'll, you'll see him. There's, there's, there's plenty of, uh, retarded, retarded people in all ethnic groups. And number, the second question here is why don't you two allow people to send you a Facebook request? If you accepted mine, you might possibly have met your match, I guarantee. I notice this is not optional on Facebook. What is he talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. What does he mean you met your match? Like uh The only the only people I don't accept Facebook requests from are like my actual in real life friends because I don't want them to see all the bullshit that goes on, on my Facebook page. I don't accept Facebook requests like from uh, you know, like my parents' friends, like people like that. Right. Have you noticed that, like uh, your girlfriend's parents' friends, or something like that? Uh, you know, I'm I'm not going to go that route. And then I do also don't accept friends' requests from obvious spam, like a hot chick posing in her underwear, and her whole page is about like I like hot dudes, and I'm into like <laughs> you know hooking up with guys, and come to my porn website. Exactly. But but for everybody yeah. else, I accept every Facebook request. So you could just go to Facebook D I. Simon or Facebook Lance Wackerly. And uh, 99% of the time, we're going to add you. And what does met, met Your Match mean? I mean, you asked the same question, but I don't get that either. I think it's a match.com kind of thing. Is he, is he a better at Facebook than us? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Dude, his I concede. will slay your postings. <laughs> I concede. I don't know. He Maybe writes... it's Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> he, he legitimately is better at Facebook than anybody. 
He writes, take care and thank you for all your laughs on my weekends. I'm deeply honored to find something that hits this close to home. Your input on the world is worth listening. Link in Denver. Thank you, Link, for listening to the show. And uh, yeah, we'll add you on Facebook. Just, just send us a request. Uh, finally here, the Sick and Wrong Forum, forum is uh, blowing up. It really is. There's, I don't even know how many members. A lot, okay? <laughs> a lot of members. More than you could fit in uh, your one-bedroom apartment. But I want to yeah. say big ups to one of my favorite forum members. Saget is the man. His mm. creation and regular contributions to the asses thread is the only reason I still visit the forum. <laughs> I don't know. I actually have a I have a I have an issue with Saget is the man. Well, what's your what, what possible issue could you have with that guy? I mean, I don't He's have an a internet con- saint. I, I don't have a conflict with him. I just have a taste issue. Saget is the man. Saget is the man. Posts a lot of porn into the forum, which I appreciate he the concept. But we have different tastes in porn. Like, I, I love, I'm an ass man for sure. Asses over tits any day. And he seems to be an ass man, which you'd think we have a common ground, but we really don't. Because Saget is the man, when he says that he's an ass man, <laughs> he is into the asshole. So wait, you're like, saying he's an asshole man, not an ass man. He's an ass, I, like, I would like to differentiate myself from him in that he is an, I'm an ass man. I like the butt, I like the, a woman's butt cheeks, the shape of the hips, the legs, but Saget is the man. If you look at the pictures he posts, he's really into the hole. Like most of his pictures are designed and posed and the camera is chosen and the lens is chosen to highlight and focus on every like possible high res detail of the, the actual of the starfish. Of the balloon knot, <laughs> the chewed piece of bubblegum, whatever. And if there's a giant cock just ramming in and out of the asshole, all the better. Not all of his posts. In his defense, I've seen on the random picture thread, he has some hot chicks on there. A lot of them are a little too porn-type chicks for me, like uh, fake More power and- to him. If he, if he likes that, that's great. I'm just saying, we have different tastes. I feel that I am a true ass man. The ass, the, like the, you so, know, the okay, components if, of the ass. And he is an asshole man. I wackerly, if you're surveying some porn, you're on there, uh-huh. you're surveying some porn, and uh, yes. you see the ass, she has a beautiful ass, beautiful tits, but there's a little bit of butthole peeking out. Are you like, oh my God, I need to close this window immediately. <laughs> no, my my no, work no, is no, finished no, here. No, no, no. So no, I you like you don't butthole. like any butthole? I like the butthole. I like the butthole. I like to see the, the butthole peeking out and winking at me <laughs> but i just don't want it to be the focus of the of the you know what's the word i'm looking for it's the like portrayal pink... the the composition is you what know, I was you know what i don't like i don't like those ones where it's just like it's yeah i mean the whole picture is just basically a spread open butthole where you can almost see inside i'm not looking i'm not that where... I'm, you know i'm not i'm not a, a a colon i'm not doing a colonoscopy here i think you just described the holy grail for Saget is the man. If you found that picture, <laughs> that it was just like, you know, a 20,000 by 20,000 pixel close up of a woman's butthole and nothing else, I think he would be in hog heaven. Like I wonder if uh, Saget, the man, Saget is the man has a girlfriend. Because I wonder if she's like uh, into his proclivity here. I was going to say, if he does, and he probably does, why not? Her butthole just must be fucking <laughs> damaged beyond repair. I, I really, I don't envy her. 
All right, so in other words, people, if you want to see some grade A buttholes, like, I mean, like, right, as if you're putting your eyeball on a butthole, a great butthole about a half an inch from your eyeball, as close as you can possibly look at a butthole, go to the Sick and Wrong Forum, sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on Forum. <laughs> also, uh, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. It really does help out the show. Right? You know, we're really trying to get a thousand ratings, and hopefully it will very soon. But I noticed a lot of people have been subscribing to the show. It's been boosting our ranking, and uh, we appreciate that. So con- continue to subscribe to the show on iTunes and uh, subscribe to your family and friends as well. Also, um, as I mentioned last week, the new T-shirts are finally here. I'm going to go pick them up on Monday. They're printed. They look amazing. Big shout-out to Devin from Minnesota for designing the new Quato T. Um, I put a sneak peek of it on the website. You can go to sickerwormpodcast.com, click on store, and you can see the Quato T. I'm planning to post nice. some new pictures of, um, of like a model of hot chick or something wearing it soon enough. But um, yeah, you can order your T-shirt now. Check out the store for the sneak peek. You can, um, they won't be shipped till probably a little later this week. But thank you, Devin, for designing these shirts. Uh, Devin's a self-employed tattoo artist. He will design custom tattoos for you. You can also check out his Cafe Press store at cafepress.com slash relapse designs. So thank you, Devin, for ordering that. And uh, finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week is one of my picks. And the reason I'm doing this song is because I want to give, I want to extend my middle finger. I want to like outrightly extend my middle finger to Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook for not allowing me to post the video of this song. Have you ever had, Hmm. have you ever been denied on Facebook? No, but it sounds like you're being oppressed. I know. It's it's like I try just to post a YouTube video of this song here on Facebook, and Facebook said they deem it offensive or hurtful to others, so they wouldn't allow me to post it. I, I feel like Facebook is rapidly becoming an Orwellian nightmare. Yeah. It really is. That's, like, the, that's a perfect word for it. In 10 years from now, Phrase. Facebook will be Skynet. Mark my words. Watch it. But you yeah. know, it's, now we see the violence inherent in the system. But it's not really? like a, you know this video had a nudity in it. It's a handicapped child overcoming adversity through song is not offensive whatsoever. In fact, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a child. Or a teen, a handicapped teen. <laughs> Why do you think it's a teen? Because I think she's like thirty. She is not thirty. You, just because she's small, she's small because she's deformed. Possibly. I mean, I don't know. It's it, she doesn't look like. I mean, maybe maybe she maybe she is. She looks like a teenager to me. I don't know because uh, <laughs> maybe it's just because of the song. But okay. I find it inspirational, and I think it should serve as a message to all those overweight, slovenly, able-bodied teens who do nothing meaning, meaningful of their time except puff on their marijuana cigarettes and play video games. Here's uh-huh. this girl overcoming her physical odds to make a rap song, and Facebook won't allow me to promote that. Whatever. Fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. Here's Vagina Ain't Handicapped by Cripple with Swag. We're going to end the show with this fine song. So, um, you know, actually, check out her uh, other videos, too, because they're, they're gems. So, the second Has anybody verified we... this? What, that it's real? That her vagina ain't handicapped. Because <laughs> it's quite possible that it is. <laughs> I don't I know. I mean, she, I might don't... Be, she might be fronting. She she could be. I, I didn't verify her claim here, but um, but it's a fine. Song. Somebody should. So we're gonna end the Somebody show should. with "Vagina Ain't Handicapped." People will be back next week with. Uh, actually, we won't be. Wackerly won't be. Wackerly, you'll be on your European trip. 
Um, Thank God. For a couple weeks. I wish you a bon voyage and uh, have a great time. I'd definitely wear a condom with those Amsterdam hookers. Um, you don't want to come back with something you'll regret. Uh, are you meeting up with, uh, did you coordinate that with the uh, podcast fans in London? <laughs> Not really. I think I'll just post stuff to Twitter and and Facebook and MySpace and the forum and try and let people know where I am. I'll probably wear a sick and wrong t-shirt maybe around. They could spot me that way. Like I said, I don't know. I, I'm not into planning stuff, really. Well, so, I, just I, I think a fan should come up with a meeting place, being that you don't If know, a fan suggested someplace to be, I would head over there. I all think right. I'm, fr- I'm free Friday and maybe Saturday early evening. What's, what's the date? Friday the uh, 18th? 17th? I don't know. The next one. All right. So yeah, a week from Friday. Right. So maybe next Friday, go on the forum or something or make a Facebook posting and, uh, and plan it out. So Wackley, have fun in uh, Europe. You'll be back in two weeks. I'll be back next week with episode 282. Until then, take a sleep. My vagina ain't handicapped. Vagina ain't handicapped. So what? I can't walk. My vagina ain't handicapped. Vagina ain't handicapped. Vagina ain't handicapped. Voices are when I talk, but my vagina ain't handicapped. I don't keep it real, you know. I gotta keep it wheels. Laughing at the hoochies that are walking in their heels. My links don't work, to be honest, what's the deal? But I still spread the goodies. Talking nonsense with my squeals. So pop a squad and call the feels. This'll be hard to talk. Not only offer great sex, but best spots in parking lots. I'm handy and got swag, so you know this start is hot. Plus I got a crew of primies, my nurses known to target shots. So throw me on the track and I'll finish the race. As long as I ain't a dirt road or a sink in my way. I'm just a thang ass nigga that's pretty simple and plain. I can't even move my fucking knees, but I still kick it all day. You can wither away like the tulips and developing suck. Cause if it ain't about handicap vagina, it is a relevant fact. I've had sex with normies, they were pelting my ass. And once you call cripple walls, they just ain't never been back. My vagina ain't handicap. Vagina ain't handicap. So what I can't walk, my vagina ain't handicap. Vagina ain't handicap. Vagina ain't handicap. Voice is high when I talk, but my vagina ain't handicap. I'm fire, saucy steez, never see me all timid. Me noodle be enough to wanna stake your meatballs in it. Gimmicks, I'm not like other girls, I'm profound in bed. Must be hurricane season, no droughts, all wet. But baby, if you're worried, it's still time for sex. You can't impregnate me through this tube around my neck. Can't take down this mix. Bitches under my class. They'll never be as high as me. No regards to my wonderful stash. And my wheels are so clean. It's funny you ask. Keiko saved you 15%. Laura saves you more money on gas. Independent woman. Macking names on the best in their face. Cause nothing's an obstacle to me except a staircase. I tear fakes. It's the bricks of me without reluctant certainty. My vagina ain't handicapped. Been no reconstructive surgery? Nope. On my sweet nectar if you're thirsty, G. Even if you're feeling skeptical. Forget it, yo, cause your mama said, I'll oh, two in your vegetables. My vagina ain't handicapped. Vagina ain't handicapped. So what I can't walk, my vagina ain't handicapped. Vagina ain't handicapped. Vagina ain't handicapped. Voice is high when I talk, but my vagina ain't handicapped. Yeah, sick and wrong, yeah. I'm fisting again. Oh, God. Some of those jiggles.
I'm uh, heading to another bar. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, I'm gonna try to call you if I'm gonna puke, but I'm actually feeling pretty good. And, damn. Um. Whew, yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'll give you a call. Thank you. Yeah. Take care.